0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, it's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 8th. Excuse me, I almost said the ninth, but it is the 8th when we're recording this because the game was so late. As the Flyers fall against the San Jose Sharks, they lost back-to-back games, gave up uh, 10 goals in each of the last two. Flyers only manage one. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Only one assist in this game from Travis Sanheim. On the Joel Farabee, wasn't called a goal, but then was deemed a goal. And for that, the Flyers are teaming up with Penn Medicine and the Penn Medicine Assist. For every Flyers' assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers will be donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. A 2-1 defeat against the San Jose Sharks. And uh, this one, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, stings. It's, It's a tough, tough loss to take. You know, when a team is 0-10-1 through their first 11 games to begin a season, you don't want to be the team that gives them their first win. Nobody does. And it's a situation where you can't take them lightly, despite their record and the way they started the year. The fact that they come into that game scoring 1.09 goals per game, giving up more than four and a half. They gave up 10 goals in each of their last two games, which uh, that may be an NHL record. I don't even know. Um, But they hold the Flyers to one goal a game after the Flyers were shut out, 5-0 by the Los Angeles Kings, who, by the way, the Flyers will see again a rested Kings team, and the Flyers will be on the second of a a back-to-back because Friday they play in Anaheim in a couple of days, and then Saturday they play the Kings at 10.30, down in L.A., 10 o'clock on Friday. So you come off of this game, you know, I talk all the time about, on Flyers Daily, about how do you react? What's All you can control after certain things happen, either for individual players, like Cam York, who was benched in the third period of the Los Angeles Kings game, or for a team, is you, you can only control what you control. You can't go back and change what happened. So how do you react going forward? And, you know, they didn't react, obviously, good coming off the 5 nothing game against the Los Angeles Kings because you get a loss here tonight against what what you would deem, obviously, as an inferior team to the Flyers. Now, the Flyers outplayed them, yeah. They, they outshot them 39-19. to 19. I, I think if we've learned anything through 13 games so far this season is that shots don't mean anything in this league. Uh, total shots, out teams. Flyers outshot Buffalo 40 to 15. They lost five to one or five to two. Uh, they, they got outshot by Buffalo 22, 19. They won five to one. So shots don't mean anything. The, sometimes shots are an indication that you carried most of the play and you had better opportunities and you limited, obviously the efficacy of the other team's offense. That's true, but doesn't mean anything towards winning games. Well, when you can't put the puck in the net, no, it doesn't matter. And the Flyers are struggling to score. They're struggling to put the puck in the net. They came into that game last night at 3.09 goals per game. And you only get one goal against Mackenzie Blackwood. He played very good in the game. I'll, I'll give him full marks. And a team that gave just gave up 20 goals. The, the first thing a team is going to try and fix, when they've given up 20 goals in their last two games, 10 in each, loss and a 10-2 loss. The first thing they're going to do is they're not trying to fix their offense. They're trying to fix keeping the puck out of their net. And San Jose, look, they gave up a lot of Flyer shots, but they got good goaltending. And Flyers had some good opportunities in the game, sure. But it wasn't like they at 39 shots they had 24 grade A scoring chances or anything like that. That'd be absurd. Uh, But that's not the case. But the Flyers have a hard time scoring. I mean, even the goal they scored, that Joel Farabee scored, initially wasn't called a goal. I've yet to see an angle where it's in the net. Now Toronto gets, and the War Room gets a camera angles that we don't get, and they must have seen that the puck went all the way in. Uh, but this team struggles to score right now. There's some guys on this team that they're counting on to put the puck in the net that aren't putting the puck in the net. That's just the fact of the matter. There's guys that need to score. Now, they don't need to score all the time because that's a rarity for any player. But when you look at, you know, guys that they need to contribute offense and you can't have them all go cold at the same time, there's a few guys in that category. You know, you, Scott Lawton's got one goal. Now, he's not a guy you're depending on to score, but Owen Tippett's only got two goals on the season. Got a ton of shots, 40 shots on goal. He's got a, His shooting percentage is five. He's got to put the puck in the net. Noah Cates has got one goal. He needs to score. Yeah, I know he's a bit of, more of a shutdown defensive role center, but one goal in 12 games or 13 games now is one goal. You need some something. Tyson Forster is carrying a collar a dozen games into the season. There's some of these guys need to score. It's part of their job. Being in the lineup and generating opportunities, that's good. But it's not good enough. Guys need to score. The only guys who I think are really doing what they're supposed to do offensively when it comes to scoring goals, obviously Konechny. He's got nine goals in 13 games. No problem there. Joel Farabee, he's got now six goals in 12 games. And Cam Atkinson's got six goals in 13 games. Or six goals, excuse me, for Farabee in 13 games. So those guys are, are, and it's not just because they're the leading scorers. Couturier's got a penalty shot goal and another goal. Did miss a couple games. Okay. Coming back from the injury, I get it. His game's not going to be perfect. I think he's been good so far this year. He does have eight points. But there's guys that you're dependent on the score that just flat out aren't scoring. And I'm not saying that Tyson Forster needed to come into this year and score 25 goals. Even 20. If they got 18 goals out of might I'd be happy. But he's got none yet. And he's squeezing it. Same thing for Noah Cates with just the one goal. And Owen Tippett's only got two. Owen, Tippett's, Owen Tippett scored 27 last year. He's a guy that should definitely be knocking down 30 this year. Morgan Frost has been in and out of the lineup. Back out again last night. Uh, he... he He's got no points on the season in six games. And he comes out of the lineup. So, I don't know. This this is one of those games that it now becomes simply about what do you learn from it and how do you move forward. This trip, the rest of it, ain't easy. I know we all thought Anaheim was going to suck this year. They don't. They're off to a good start. They came into Wells Fargo Center and beat the Flyers 7 4. They put up a, a touchdown and an extra point on the Flyers. Through 11 games, they're 7 4 on the season, 14 points. They've won six straight. It's not a bad team. And you're going to go to LA. We saw LA beat the Flyers 5 0. LA's a good team 7 2 2. 16 points. 1 3 straight. So. This was the easy part of the trip, because then you're going to come home, then you're going to bounce back down to Carolina. Carolina beat the Flyers 3-2. Flyers stood in there with them. But Carolina, 8-5-0. This was the easy part of the trip. You were happy you were starting it in San Jose, so you could ease your way in. But you come away with a 2-1 loss against a team that was winless in their first 11 games. So how, how you react to that, how the team reacts to that right now, all that matters can't do anything about last night we can scream and yell about the game doesn't matter It's, it's how they move forward i'm irritated about it as you can tell because this was the easy part this was a good situation to bounce back and they were sloppy tonight yeah they outplayed them they outshot them 39 19 all that but they were their puck management was in the first two periods in particular was not good their game was not detailed it was not dialed in and the other team looked like they needed to win more and John Tortorella talked about he was asked if this was a trap game he said this we can't have trap games we have too many traps in our game to have a trap game (laughs) and it turned out to be that which I'm sure is irritating to the head coach and a lot of the fans can't have that happen. You're in no situation to take any opponent for granted at this point. You're not. You're not the Las Vegas Golden Knights. You're not the Dallas Stars. You're not the New York Rangers. Not the Vancouver Canucks who are off to a great start. Not Colorado. You're not one of those teams. Not the Boston Bruins who are 10 1 1. Can't take anybody for granted and expect to get away with it not good enough to do that gotta be good to do that flyers aren't there yet will they get there we all hope so sooner rather than later Which you can't take away for granted and and i think they took the opponent for granted a little bit last night looks part of that's human nature i get it but part of that is also the maturation of a team and how they respond to this now going forward to make sure it doesn't happen again all right let's wrap things up there all right, let's get into the second half of our episode here of Flyers Daily, and let's get some more responses to the uh, Twitter I uh, tweet I put out about the Flyers and their first dozen games and a record of 5-6-1. The Flyers are blank. That was obviously before the San Jose game last night. I'm asking people to fill in that blank. Again, after the first 12, now 13 games, the Flyers blank. Fill it in. Here's some of the responses we got. We got some new ones and – uh some recent ones in that came in after we featured the first bunch on Tuesday's episode. Uh, Fletch F. Fletch says the Flyers will surprisingly be a playoff team. Now, I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to say that. Overall, this season, when you look at everything, not just one game, not just the Ottawa game, the recent games, you know some of the not good performances, and, you know, when you look at everything collectively, I think that there's been some progress, but I'm not ready to say that this team is going to be contend for a playoff position. It would take a lot further into the season and to see much more progress than we've already seen for me to go playoff team. So I'm, I'm sorry, Fletch. Fletch, I don't know that they'll surprisingly— be a playoff team. I think some guys got off to really good starts. Like Bobby Brink is a guy that I thought got off to a really good start. He's cooled down a little bit. You know, the, one thing with young players is they may have stretches where they look really good. You get a, you get a little bit of a a look into what they will become, but they're not there yet because they can't be that all the time. That's why development is kind of this up and down roller coaster. Uh, for young players. It's not a straight line. It doesn't just go, like, on some kind of trajectory and it goes straight up. There's there's little peaks, there's little valleys, and you hope it, in total, it trends up over years, but that's very rarely the case where we just see it kind of just go straight up on a direct flight to being a really bona fide NHL player. So they would need that uh, from... Brink and a lot of other players for that to be the case. Um, Julia Juju says, the Flyers are about what I expected, definitely improved, but still have a long way to go. They've got some good pieces for the future in place for sure. Yeah, I think there's some good pieces here. I mean, I think you look at you know some of the pieces, like I just mentioned, Bobby Brink, I think that you look at Noah Cates has gotten off to a slow start. I think he's a good piece, provided he's in the right role. Obviously, you still have Travis Konechny. You still have other good young players as well. Joel Farabee's off to a very good start. I'd like to see Owen Tippett score a little bit more, hit the net a little bit more. We'll, we'll be able to judge those guys when we get a bigger sample size. But it, there's some pieces here, but there's also some pieces that aren't here. Guys like Michkoff, who I, I think is going to be a superstar. I think he's going to be a guy that when he goes on the ice, the opposition says, uh-oh. And I think he's going to be a guy that when he goes on the ice, the home fans, when they're in the building, are going to move from sitting in their seats to squirting their butt to the edge of the seat. Because I think he's just going to be one of those guys that you're not going to be able to take your eyes off of. I think he's going to be a superstar. Uh, Cutter Gauthier is another guy we're kind of expecting to come in and, and be a difference maker. He does need to come in and be a difference maker. Not immediately, especially if he goes to center and not wing. But he is a guy that, they need to be a potential all-star player. They're still going to need some help on the back end, for sure. Um, the goaltending, right now it's settled with Carter Hart, but there's other options in the system there as well. Kolosov had a great month in the KHL. He's a very promising prospect uh, between the pipes. They've got some other guys, obviously Carson Bjarnason they drafted this year. Uh, Zagarin, another uh, Russian goaltender. They've uh, Sam Harrison. They've got a lot of goaltending depth as well. So there are very important pieces that are here right now. Uh, Bob Foam says the Flyers, after 12, 13 games, are bad in the D zone but fun to watch. They haven't, for the most part, been bad in the D zone. That Kings game, they were uh, sketchy in the D zone. There were some you know not great plays in that game. Overall this season, though, I disagree, Rob. I don't think they've been bad in the D zone. So shot suppression has been great. Um, keeping teams to the outside and not letting them get a lot of grade A scoring chances has been pretty darn good as well. I think when I look at everything, the whole kit and caboodle of what we've seen so far this year, I don't think they've been bad in the D zone. I'm not saying they're going to stay that way. We'll see, but I don't think they've been bad in the D zone at all. Uh, Gene Newman says, worth spending the time to watch. After all, it is supposed to be entertainment. Yeah, you're supposed to be entertained. Like, we don't watch the games to not be entertained. I totally agree with you, Gene. This is supposed to be fun. Now, losing is not fun. It's not. But at a minimum, you need to be entertained. I, I've always looked at sports through this lens, through the lens of I want to immerse myself in a sporting contest and not want to think about other things outside of that. I want it to hook me. And grab me and take me to a different place. Not that I need to go to a different place, but I think that that's what that's how I want my sports teams to make me feel, or have me feel. Uh, Devin says the Flyers are refreshing. They still lack high end skill, but the games are fun to watch most nights. Agree on that one as well. Misty love need to fix the power play. Would help solve a lot. Totally agree. (laughs) Power play has been incredibly frustrating so far this season. Uh, Mark Arnone says the Flyers are where they should be in a rebuild. Agreed. Uh, and Matt says the Flyers will be a bubble playoff team as long as Coots and Hart are healthy, if not bottom five. That's a big disparity. I don't know that they're going to be a bubble playoff team. Um, Couturier played last night. Hart did not. Hart is on the trip, though. So that is a good thing. Um Let's go to this one. We'll go to one more. Uh, Let's go to Stu Nogatz. He says, the Flyers, after 12, 13 games, are okay, but no expectations anyway. Yeah, I mean, look, expectations in sport are the key, the absolute key to sanity. All right, some great ones there. Uh, Maybe we'll feature some coming up in another episode on the way as well. Thanks to everybody who dropped uh, responses to that as well uh, on Twitter. If you have more, you'd like to just, hit that tweet and respond to it or you can always send me a dm on twitter at jason mert j-s-o-n m-y-r-t and you can also email me at jason.mertitis m-y-r-t-e-t-u-s at gmail.com we'll talk to you tomorrow as the flyers road trip continues on a brand new episode of flyers daily